Snyder's going to be knocking on the door any second here because uh, we just hit 300. And I can't believe it. Nice. It's crazy to think about. Uh, I have to ask, is our audio working 300 episodes in? Um, Ace hasn't spoken yet, but you and I are both working. This is the casual hour. The casual hour. I cannot believe. Yes. I don't want to get too ceremonial here and, you know, self-congratulatory, but 300 episodes is a big deal. Um, it's to be been, fair, none of us have actually been on 300 episodes. It's fair. It's true. It's fair. It's fair. The show. Collectively, though. Collectively. Collectively yes. Somebody uh, has been here 300 different weeks. But here's the 300 more. And we'll oh see God, how. no, 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 I refuse. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes after tonight. You might uh, get 50 more out of me and then I'm kicking your ass to the curb. We'll see how it goes after. It'll be the after, gamer that went. The yes, gamer, the gamer that was, who did go. Yes. The gamer that did go. But yeah, 300 episodes. Um, pretty, pretty crazy. I'm Bobby, the host of the show. Chase Kinnicky is here. How are you? I'm fine. 300 times uh, fine. It's November. It's November 30th. My company decided uh, like halfway through the month, they said, oh, hey, does anybody want to do like a no shave November thing? And I'm like, Ugh. are you uh, OK? So this is this is me unshaven from this is, I guess, like uh, I can't remember the last time I did shave. Chase. Okay, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I've had, I've had whatever you call this. I don't think it's really a beard, uh, but I've had this for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, I, I don't think it's ever been longer than this, and I don't think I've ever hated it as much as I do right now. It's awful, and I want to get rid of it. To a point, yeah, like the, the this stuff, I don't mind too much. It's just the stash is now getting into the mouth at this point, and well, I just I can't. There's have that. A, you can trim. We'll talk about that. It's, you that's, know, you know, it's called it, no shave November. I didn't do a single thing, but that's tomorrow, not shaving. That's trimming. It, it seems against the spirit of the rules. Uh, tomorrow, I am I am cutting. Most Cut of this off. I'm not going clean shaven. I don't. I don't think I can go back to that life. But uh, I need to get rid of most of this. Uh, speaking of cutting off, uh, Johnny. Hi. <laughs> how are you? I shaved tonight. <laughs> I, I see that. Looking clean. Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing Good. all right. I'm staring uh, down the barrel of game of the year. Yeah, we and realizing are realizing that I, I put a lot of hours into Xenoblade this last week, but I don't think I'm going to make it. Uh, to the end valiant effort by the yeah, time we we are we one episode away from game of the year which is crazy to think oh god yeah, I, don't, I don't think you're gonna make it <laughs> um but let's talk about what tonight is because tonight's a special episode we are going to be telling you all about the games that are coming out in december and probably a, a few things that just snuck in the radar tonight we'll talk about as well um we're gonna have a very big discussion tonight our what you've been playing segment that usually happens before we talk about those december games we we have to talk about pokemon scarlet and violet um we're a house divided here at the casual hour we're gonna get into that here Uh, in a little bit i mean we're not that divided (laughs) uh well we'll find out but uh we are going to be talking about some johnny's over here moderating chat thanks buddy um we're gonna be talking about pokemon and then we're gonna talk about all the december games we're gonna show some trailers for those so hang around it'll be a good time 
Uh, we're going to mix up I the didn't, format. I didn't know what I was doing there. Here, I'll turn it okay. Oh, you can leave it on. It's fine. It's something new, I think, about like making sure that people don't come in here and hate on us. Um, well, bring it on, haters. We, we hate enough on each other Yeah, <laughs> to, uh, fill, to fill that space already. Because of all the games that are coming out right now, uh, I have one new game to just mention here and then just give you a, a brief update on some things that I've wrapped up. Uh, I'll kick that out and then I'll go over to Johnny and then we're going to get into Pokemon and then December games. So he- I also, I mean, I don't, I don't have a written down, but I also have a quick update to give as okay. well, but you okay. go first. All right. Uh, so a game called evil West came out. This is the third Western game that I've played this year and <laughs> no relation, uh, no relation to one another. But what I will say is uh, I'm having an absolute blast with evil West. This is a love letter to the days of the 360 and ps3 era action rpg game with the level of polish you would want from modern action rpg games what i mean by that is like it's a very big and bombastic b-tiered game you are an over-the-shoulder cowboy fighting vampires with a huge cyberpunk arm you are upgrading a few skills uh, button mashing combat that are that is incorporating a launcher mechanic. Uh, it's it's just so fucking good. There's a level of polish here that I really enjoy. I don't know if there's going to be enough variety throughout this thing to be like, by the time I hit credits on it, I'll be like, oh, there was enough there to warrant this. I think this might be a game that you you kind of see its cards early off early on, and then you just ride that out. Um, it reminds me of something that people have lamented for a while is this the death of the of the B game. Yeah, man. We have we have our, our big AAA stuff and then we have small indie stuff and there's just no space in between anymore. And like you said, like we had an era where those games were plentiful and it was it was fun. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm down to play a six point five or a seven game uh, yeah, you know, every once in a while and just knock it out uh and it feels like we're getting fewer and fewer of those these days so to see this one i think i told you when i first saw it or maybe even in our preview episode that it looks like uh, it looked like a game that would be played on a like a prestige television show when yeah, they had to like, exactly. yeah. a video game. Yeah, it just looks like a fucking video game. Yeah, and, that's, and I don't say that derogatorily. I, I no. say yeah. that because I think it sounds fucking cool. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like if you told me, that, oh, this is the remaster of that game that came out on the 360 back in 2006. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Right. I remember Evil West. That game was rad. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's a great way to call it yeah. out. It has that vibe, and I haven't played it yet, but I have it downloaded. It's so just like one other thing I think that's really cool on it. You've got a lot of melee with that big bombastic arm of yours. Um, that also acts as an energy field that allows you to dash and bash people with it, and then they get stunned. But it also has like a scorpion get over here mechanic that you charge it up while you're hitting people. You've got a revolver, you've got a shotgun, and you've got a repeating rifle. And uh, if you just want to shoot your revolver, you just pull the R trigger. If you want the repeater, you hold L and then hit the R trigger. And then if you want the shotgun, it charges up and it's X. And so like that's a quick area of effect. The game has some challenge to it. Uh, you're waiting for weak points to hit with your repeater rifle. You can stun people, you can stagger people. It's just really well done. It's really fucking cool. Um, I imagine it might find a home on like a game pass or a PS plus at some point in time. It seems like a good 
good fit for one of those, but I'm having a good time with Evil Wes. Uh, the other thing I'll, I'll call out here, I've been busy. I have completed four video games in an effort to be prepared for game of the year. I have hit credits on Pokemon Violet, God of War Ragnarok, Tim Tim, and Symphony of the War, the Niflheim Saga. And I've had a great time with all four of those video games. Well, three and a half and uh, more to come on that. But I'm, I'm doing it. I'm chipping away at some of the backlog stuff I've had cooking nice. for a bit. And I've got a few more I'm working on. How did you find uh, Symphony War? I love that game, man. I I think the story's fine. It's very, very grandiose and it's very weird. Um, but I, I really liked that game a whole lot. I had a blast with it. I think I played maybe 90% of that on my Steam Deck as well, which was really cool. It felt it felt like the right place to play that yeah, game. That's the only place I've played it. Um, but I, I really dig it. I, I liked all the tinkering with it. I think that the, I think that you could tell that they care a lot about Fire Emblem and I don't think they're at that prestige, but it's really cool to see people doing things that sometimes Nintendo's not doing like Nintendo's not making Fire Emblem like this anymore. Um, so it's neat to have people that are looking at like what inspired them from like those golden era, if you want to say for Fire Emblem on what that would be. Yeah, I I mean, this might come up uh, in a couple of weeks, but I wish I had played that game more. Yeah, for sure. I I, I know Dark Deity just hit the it's for free on or was free on uh, Epic. I've got that on Steam. I didn't put time into that where I heard that that was like the hot shit if you like Fire Emblem, but uh, Symphony of the War and they're, they're talking about making more of them. So what I'm hoping is that they learned a few things from this because there's a few rough patches with it. It's not perfect by any stretch, but yeah, it's done well enough and been reviewed well enough that maybe they'll put a little bit more time and energy and effort in the next one. And we'll see some cool shit with it, but that's what I've been up to a lot of stuff. Evil West is really cool. Check it out. Um, I don't want to take up any more time talking about me. So chase Johnny, who wants to go? I can go real quick. Um, so I, I, I've played, a lot of Pokemon Scarlet. We'll talk about that. But um, I also decided uh, tonight, hey, I need to get on this game of the year train. I need to play some of these video games um, like like that Norco that I keep saying I'm going to finish. Um, so so you know what I did tonight? You didn't play Norco. I didn't play Norco. I didn't I didn't I didn't play Norco. I played I played some of a little to the left and got through a couple chapters of that and had a good time. I think I've seen what I need to see from that game to know how I feel about it. Um, but I've, again, had a good time. Uh, and then I uh, also have this this here PlayStation 5 DualSense controller um, that I purchased to play on this here personal computer. Uh, so I wanted to test it out with something and uh, the game I decided to test it out with uh, was a little game called Hard Space Shipbreaker. Have you guys heard of this one? Ooh. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So I, I just went to the tutorial. I didn't play very much of it. But, um, well, to be fair, I read the entire terms and conditions of the <laughs> of the uh, the Lynx contract. Which, Pretty good, right? 
it's a great time. In fact, might be a moment of the year contender right there. Oh yeah. Um, the whole, the whole beginning of that game I think is fantastic, but I, I got through the tutorial stuff and I'm ready to actually start breaking some ships. Um, and, and I think the controller support stuff works really well. And, uh, it's steam handles that really nicely where it switches everything to the, to the X triangle a, circle square yeah. stuff. There's an app I'll send you nice. on steam. It's like $2. And it's a pretty robust like um, detailer for using the dual sense on stuff. So I'll shoot that to you and maybe uh, you can check it out. The other thing I'll let you know is like any game that comes over from Sony to that platform, I've noticed if you're using the dual sense, like when I played Deathloop on yeah, Steam. Yeah, like it still has like the adaptive triggers yep. and yeah. Mm-hmm. I do wonder how uh, playing something like Peniment would be with that controller if uh I things I've played through the Xbox app. Mm-hmm. I've had to run. Um, there's a DualSense app that basically tricks the computer to think it gets it's an X input. I okay. can share that with you as well. Okay, cool. Awesome. Not, yeah, I'm, yeah playing, I'm you're playing, playing games on the computer. <laughs> it's there you go, man. You can that's, do. that's not a bad one to start with. Yeah, that's your, a good one. Your PC playing journey worked out. Anyway, Johnny. Johnny. Uh, I also finished God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I've been putting a bunch of hours into Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and liking it more and more. And I think that DMZ mode they added to Modern Warfare 2 is one of the coolest things they've added to a Call of Duty game in a very, very long time. I, yeah, um, I, told, I told Chase that he needs to check that out with us, that we've been having a good time with it. Yeah, it's, it's all part of Warzone, so it's, it's all free. Yep, yeah, cool. I mean, I, I suggested, I don't know if we're going to do this, but I'm going to announce it here on the air. So now we have to, um, that we should <laughs> do like a second quick look of, of yeah. just that yeah. mode of Call of Duty. Because we, we probably we all be playing it too. It could be, or I could just be watching. No, it's free. It's but, nothing but your heart. Uh, and the hard drive space. Uh, so much hard drive space. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a big one. Uh, it all is right. a big in. Um, all right. Time the for top- the main event here. Uh, oh, well, man. all right. Get your, so, get your gloves on. We've got to talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, this game came out two weeks ago at this point in time, I believe, right? Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. And it has been uh, completed by Chase and I. It has been returned by Johnny, and it has been one of the most divisive titles from Nintendo that I have seen critically panned and loved and everything in between. Like I, somebody could come up to me and say that this is their favorite Pokemon game. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And somebody can come up to me and be like, this is the biggest piece of dog shit I've ever seen in my life. I'd be like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. And the biggest piece of dog shit certainly sold a lot though. It is did. the fastest selling Nintendo game. I think it is the fastest selling Pokemon game of all time. It's and it is, yeah, it's the fastest selling nintendo exclusive ever so there's obviously people playing this i i bought two of those 10 million copies so you're welcome nintendo um the game's so nice we bought it twice johnny bought one and got rid of it i I don't know how like we're not gonna have we've got 30 minutes to have this conversation all right so how do we want to go about it like maybe uh go ahead what were you gonna say i feel just this is just my my brain. I'm probably the middle of the road out of this group. I'm probably the most positive and I don't 
want that to come off as I like this game because I don't think I do. Yeah. But I'm just not as negative as you guys are. When you, I mean, when um, you when you played it, you played it. You did. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk about how much I played it. Um. Can I? Can I just? Please. I kind of just want to say my piece. Um, Go for it. Or is so, yours? So. So. I did something I don't think I've ever done before on my Switch, which is I requested a refund for this game because it 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 was more broken than Cyberpunk, uh, which I realize if I'd been playing that on my PS4 or an Xbox One, I probably would be saying different. Yeah, um, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that, but I understand your circumstances. It's yeah, like my experience with Cyberpunk very differently. Like it, it got yanked from storefronts because it was so bad. Um, but that's just the closest thing in relation to this. Um, I don't know the last time I felt so immediately repelled by the way a game felt when I played it as this one. Um, it There was a, a great quote from the Digital Foundry uh, review where like they just... They break down all of my feelings that I had and like it it looks like shit, it plays like shit, and it feels like shit. And I think I could deal with looking like shit, because Arceus didn't look great either, but at least it was fun to play. Mm-hmm. And this is just like I felt a almost motion sick because the frame rate was so low and it felt like I was running through mud with my character. And it is just to think that this is the biggest media franchise in the world, and this is their flagship product, this is what they're giving us, something that, that looks this bad, feels bad to play, we've all seen the glitches and shit on YouTube, and it just I, I've never felt this strongly about a AAA game. I've certainly never felt this negatively about a Pokemon game. I like Sword was not perfect by any means. But I still played it and finished it and played a lot it more. It was like our number two game of the year that year. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, I, I don't. I have, after we finished it, like I, th- yeah, I think the pre pre DLC, we felt a lot differently about Sword and Shield than we did. Yeah. after. DLC. Yeah, we were all pretty high on it, and like I remember you even leading into this one, Johnny. Not to cut you off, but like you were the one who was sending stuff in our group chat, like. How are you all feeling about Pokemon? That trailer has me hyped. I'm looking forward to this. I'm super excited about it. Like you were the one kind of spearheading the shit in offline, off pod about I was, this game. I was I was feeling cautiously optimistic about it because of how much I enjoyed Arceus. And I know Aha uh, Jenny didn't finish it because I never finished anything, but I like I played a lot of that game Fair. and I had a good time with it. Um and this just like I it, I can't believe this was what they shipped. I cannot believe I am stupefied. Like, and is it just a matter of they don't have that much pe- and people working at Game Freak who can finish it? Like, it's not a money thing. Like, they could hire people to come or outsource shit to other studios. It's the fact that it, like, it can't even run at a full 720 handheld or 1080 docked. It has to be downscaled and it looks so bad. Like, the fact that, like, it, it looks like. You remember those old adventure games when, like, the background images will be moving? Pepperidge Farm like, remembers. A much slower frame. It's just, like, I just was looking around. And I'm like, how did this happen? Like, oh, you I mean the flag that's not moving until you get close yeah, to it? Yeah, and, like, that's not, 
I think Ar- what Arceus had the most, that shit too. Yeah, what what upsets me the most is I can see what a cool thing they were going for, and it just wasn't ready for prime time yet. Like I think if this had come out in six months or a year from now, like it, it, yes, it wouldn't have looked as good as other games do on the Switch. Like this isn't a Switch problem. This is a Game Freak and whatever. There, there have been engine. lots of nice looking and yeah. playing yeah. and running games on the Switch. Here. Yeah, it's, like it's, it is an underpowered console compared to the other things that we have here. But Game Freak doesn't really work on those other consoles. Uh, they, I mean, no. they have they have some games that are, have yeah. been away so, from Nintendo stuff. But like this is this should be the system they know the best. Yeah, and it's just. It's it's just disappointing. Like it, like I've been stewing over it. I was really mad at first, um, and then the further I get away from it, like the more I'm just like I feel like they took Pokemon away from me. Like they made a game that I felt like, like I I'm be wasting my time because the whole time I'm playing it, I'm just mad about how bad it looks and runs and feels to play, even though there are some cool ideas buried in there. Uh, that I've read about and, and I've heard others talking about, like, I'm I'm sad I'm missing out on this experience. And I will, I will say, like, if they patch it, like, if they make it run better, I'll buy it again, gladly, and play it. Like, it's 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 just... I, I don't know. I didn't want to waste my time playing something I would hate the entire time I was playing it, when I have all these other games that I know that's, run yeah, well, that's fair. that I could spend my time with. So it wasn't, like... I don't, I don't, dude, I don't, I don't know what's going to get fixed yeah. with this. I can tell you that we just got a patch today, Bobby. Yeah. Well, we got so we got a patch coming before we started recording, so I'm sure I'm it's all fixed by now. Uh, I, but I, yeah, it's been a long time since Johnny was filibustering this, this whole segment. segment. Yeah, so <laughs> he's, he's Chase, said, he heard that we only had 30 minutes to. Talk I know. Let me. You, so you, you've got all of it. <laughs> you've got a big thing. Can I just take five minutes and pass it off to you? Because like I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I feel out of the group. I'm the, the harshest critic of the Switch. I'm also probably the biggest stickler for like, I want the big, beautiful graphics. Like, Johnny, you like that stuff too. Chase, you appreciate it. But I think we've always given me shit about like the half steps, all that stuff. So, your graphics were. Whenever I saw this game, it absolutely looked like dog shit. I haven't had mainline Switch games crash on me like this did. Um, and I was really put off by it. It felt hard to play. I agree with Johnny. And I, I'll be more specific here. Chase and I talked about it when we played on stream. I wish that they would let you know that you can upgrade things on your traversal abilities early in the game so you know where to go. Because that solved a lot of the problems by having fast travel and also the ability to climb and do shit on your Pokemon. Having all set, Having that being said, what I feel is going on with this game is being... Um, it's really upsetting because this game has the best stories in any Pokemon game that I've played. It has some of the more interesting Pokemon, I think, in recent years, especially with the Paradox Pokemon and what they have going on with that. I think it's cool that you can play with your friends, but that felt incredibly wasted. Like, it really sucked this week, Chase, when we streamed because it's like, all right, well, we're both here together. I guess we can do some raids. And it really was reminiscent of the time that we try to make like animal crossing feel better for us when we would go to each other's islands, but there's not a whole lot you can do while you're there. You're experiencing something in real time together, but ultimately 
I can't help you build things. I can't really pick stuff up for you on your island. I can't right. help you. In comparison to when we played Temtem on Casual Mondays, like that right. is a game that you could truly, okay, these are two-on-two battles. Well, I've got a second person here, so we're going to play two-on-two with both of us here. Yeah. And and Pokemon has, like, the, the frustrating thing for me in this game is that Pokemon has these mechanics built in. We have double battles as an option. They, they are not very used very much in this game. Um I competitively, I, they are still there, but it's it that feels like something that you would have done or should have done if you're having a multiplayer mode in this Pokemon yeah. game. Because when you go in to another player's world, there is literally nothing you can do together. You are just kind of in the same instance yeah. world and doing things individually. It sucks. Uh, other, than, other than those raids and even those raids you do not have to do with no. the other people and you don't have to be in that player's uh, yeah game bonkers to do, the, to do them with him if you wanted to you can you can go to a different menu and you know the that. big it's, like one of the biggest crimes here one of the mm-hmm. biggest crimes because it's it's a twofold crime the dlc for sword and shield sucked ass but there was something in the second dlc that was really kick-ass and that's kind of that run-based dungeon and yep. They could have easily brought some shit like that over to this because it's designed to be played with other people. Hey, let's go do some dungeons. Like they could have put a couple like dungeons in this that would mimic that. And that would have been really cool. The other piece of it is to be like this, you know, hey, you can play with your friends. It's the most tame and underwhelming customization of a character they've put out ever where you can change gloves, shoes, hats, and glasses. That's about it. But you've got four looks and it's t- like everybody looks the same. So when you have this world that you're supposed to be sharing with people, they're all going to be riding one of two Pokemon and they're all going to be wearing the same outfit. And it just looks so weird knowing that I would have loved to have the ability to ride a fucking, um, I don't know, Growlithe or something like that. Like there's li- a different Pokemon that is also a fucking motorcycle lizard and you can't ride it. Right. Like those <laughs> Other are people things. ride it apparently. <laughs> and like I would even like, I will say this for me, like I would even been like, okay, sell me, a, put a marketplace in it. Let me buy a mount. Like I'll buy a Pokemon mount. I'll buy new clothes. Like they could have easily gamified that piece of it. The game ran like shit, but they buried their best stories. They buried the potential to do stuff better together with other people. And they made some really shitty decisions, I think, on how breeding works. And I don't want to play the sandwich game to get certain things. Like, yes, it does give you a leg up, but I don't want to have to like, am I making a ham salad? Am I making a fucking turkey and Swiss? Like, what the fuck am I doing here? And that's a that's a me thing. Like, that's not necessarily like. It strikes me as odd. Like, to be fair, I've only made a single sandwich in the game, and that was only to catch one Pokemon that I didn't even need the sandwich to get. It just made it slightly easier. Yeah. The the it's it is a new gimmick that you do not have to be a part of at all. Um, now, when it comes to the breeding stuff and getting eggs, you can buy the food specifically from one of the restaurants, and that gives you the same kind of powers that making a sandwich would. 
Yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying. I don't like the sandwich stuff either. I think it's an incredibly complex thing that gets you very little benefit. If, um, if someone just tuned in now and heard us talking about sandwich stuff, they'd go, the, oh, it's another episode of The Casual. They must have just started. This must be the cold open. The, these fucking we, all we do kid. is talk about sandwiches. Two more, two more minutes, like one, one and a half minutes here. The other thing is that um, I don't appreciate the um, how they've dumbed down and you can probably elaborate more on this chase, but like, I feel like leaders don't matter. I feel like encounters don't matter. I remember going and talking to people in other Pokemon games and you get weird shit from them. Like, I feel like all those things in this world, it feels very shallow. Like for being this big exploding world that you can visit and go into, it certainly feels very barren. So yes, mechanically, I'm sorry, technically this game is a mess. Yes, it's ugly to look at, but it sucks because the moments that shine through this, the story, some of these Pokemon, the potential of, of multiplayer are just afterthoughts. So, Chase, you've got a, you've got the stage. It's yours. Okay. I I want this to be more of a conversation. I don't I don't necessarily want me to just ramble for 15 minutes about things. So feel free to jump in when you can. But one uh, it's absolutely a technical mess. I'm not I'm not here to defend it at all in that regard. I do think you two are PC poisoned uh, at this point, And I disagree I with just, that, man. I, play, I, I, I don't know if I agree. With I mean, that. I'll, yes, I like to look at graphics, but this thing's a yeah. fucking dumpster fire to look at. And it's I. I don't know. I, I had some slowdown that was whatever like it, it wasn't really affecting the game it's not if this was a first person shooter and it played like this okay i understand like yeah i can't shoot anything like this i can't react but this is a fucking pokemon game it's not it's not really a big deal i i don't like the way it looks i think other games certainly look better other pokemon games have looked better but i i find the the frame rate stuff disappointing but not a big deal yeah dude like i'm not surprised like by that statement it's, from you, but it's, like it's a I'm fucking PC poison. <laughs> well, it's not only that, dude. Like you're PC poison or not? I like mean, this, John, this game. Johnny's over here, and like the other game he's playing right now is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like that, that game is the he's shiniest, also playing smoothest Zena, thing you've ever seen. On yeah, on this. I'm I'm playing a lot on my Switch right now, and I can tell you, I don't feel it's, at all the way. And Xenoblade running around the world, which like is it capped at thirty? Like it, once you dip below thirty frames a second, is when it can have actual. The, the frames like, aren't even the worst effects. problem, dude. Yeah, like they, they have copy and paste fucking PS2 era textures. Like absolutely, the, oh yeah, uh, the art direction is is weak. Is I've, weak. I've it's had flat. characters it's... fall through environments. I've had missing environments. Had I've had like I've hit so many Pokemon that weren't there that were just invisible like it's it's an absolute mess yeah the frame rate sucks ass but this game looks like absolute dog shit and that has nothing to do with my pc poisoning that's just it's gross looking no no it's it's certainly low res and it's got some bad textures it's got some some of those like uh tiled textures for the like the cliffs and things like that that It, it looks it looks rough. I, I'm I'm not going to argue with you there, um, but it it just kind of stopped bothering me at some point. It it was just something like okay, whatever, it's fine. Um, I 
I still prefer, I mean, you guys know this about me. I prefer the pixel-based Pokemon games. I, yep. I want a top-down view. I want to have fucking tiles and a D-pad. Uh, yes. This is not what I want out of my Pokemon game. I will say, I think I think you could make more games in the Let's Go style. And, Absolutely. and yeah. I, don't, I don't see why they threw away that style, which I think worked relatively well. I, I think Let's Go has a lot of issues as well, mechanically, but that game looked good. Um and and felt good to. to oh, you don't like the, the tater tots? No, that's that was, that's that that's was a diamond shining. That's grill. yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, I I know. That's, that, that, it was that, also that's a travesty. travesty. That's a travesty. Um, I man, I wrote these notes when I was like halfway through the game. Uh, I'll tell you, I didn't just see credits. I saw credits after credits. Uh, and then today, before we recorded, I finished the Pokedex. Um, I got all 400 of the fuckers, including the one that you have to go around the world and keep finding the Korok seed-like gimmick. You found a thousand coins. of those. You found yeah. a thousand of coins and 400 Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, thousand? some of them. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have 999 of these coins that are materials that get dropped by the Pokemon when you defeat them. Um you need to have 999 before you can evolve the thing. But when you defeat, you can defeat some and you get one and you can defeat others and you get 70. It's like, it happens. It's fine. It's, it sucks to go around the world like that, but it is, it is something to do and explore around the world, which I can't, there's, there's not much other reason to go around and explore the world in this game other than that. So I kind of don't mind it even though it was pretty mindless. Um, I I think my main problem with this game is from a philosophy standpoint. Bobby mentioned um, not knowing or, or wishing that you had the information of where you got the, the extra navigation abilities. And I agree to an extent. I mean, it's an, they're, they're pitching this as an open world game. You kind of want to go wherever you want to go. And that's fine, but Game Freak also has a very specific way they want you to play this game because they have specific levels of Pokemon that don't change. So you go into one area and you go, whoa, these guys are level 50. I'm not ready for this. And then you go to another place after you've already done a couple gyms and went, oh, these guys are level 20. This is way too easy. What am I doing here? Um, I think it could use some sort of push in a direction of here's where here's what you should be doing i mean they have a they have a section on here that's for accessibility when you're getting new moves for pokemon and it just has an advice section where it goes hey you probably don't need this move or hey this might be a better move than this one that you're using and i i feel like this could use a hey where do you think i should go next kind of kind of button or feature because what they've got right now is you just you just kind of go around the world and it doesn't really feel like it's pushing back on you because there's no random battles because you can see the Pokemon in the field because there's no trainers that you f uh, are forced to battle because uh, you can just walk around them now. You can just go anywhere in the game. Uh, yeah. And they don't really stop you. The only thing they stop you with are those those movement abilities that you get. Um, and then once you actually get to one of the required gym fights or team star fights or one of the Titan Pokemon, then you find out very quickly, oh, I'm way under leveled for this or, oh, I'm way over leveled for this. And 
I I just found it to be kind of a bummer as I'm going through the world that I just I didn't feel like I was progressing in a in an interesting way. I felt like I was just going yeah. around and seeing something and going, oh, I guess I need to grind more and they going out and grinding. It would it, have been no problem at all on the map to put a skill range. Hey, 20 to 30 or something yeah. like that. Like not that you the, the overworld should have been like, hey, Pokemon or Pokemon, you'll see a skull over their head if they're not if you, like something like that. But for the gym leaders and especially the Titan Pokemon, it should have because they they absolutely have that. And like I've had to go to TikTok and watch content creators put together, hey, here's here's the order that would make the most sense to tackle them based off of your level. And mm-hmm. like I should not have to wait for somebody else to make that video when Game Freak could have easily been like, you can get like Breath of the Wild. You can go to Ganon as soon as you walk out of there. You could go to the highest ranked Titan on this game if you wanted to, but they let you know you're going to get your your dick kicked in if you do that. And that's the thing here. They don't tell you that. And movement sucks so bad that you have to wrestle with the system to get across the map to be shit canned by some overpowered gym leader or something. That's I mean, to, to be fair, you know, getting your dick kicked in is is a part of that game. Other open worlds have had to deal with this. Like you said, Breath of the Wild says we don't mind that you get your ass kicked because it teaches you something. Uh, you know, Dark Souls does a similar thing. Uh, Fallout New Vegas does a similar thing. I'm not ready for this space. Uh, and unless I want to really challenge myself and play up to a super high level, then I have no business being here. And I can see that as an option. I just don't think the game has enough infrastructure to support playing that way in an enjoyable manner. Um, can you I know, ask Fallout, why you Fallout finished Vegas, it like you did? Uh, because yeah, what compelled you? Because it was there. I don't know. Because four four hundred didn't seem like that many uh, Pokemon uh, in comparison to some of the other games that I've played. Did you um, did you pull a latte, Larry? Did you finish this out of spite? Because not really. I mean, I, <laughs> because I returned it after three the hours. Of, no, no, no. By by the end of the game, I I dare say I was having a decent time with it. Um, I I found the hunt, especially for like those last hundred Pokemon, to be a good time. Of okay, where where do I need to find these using using the habitat feature on the on the Pokedex, which I don't think is amazing. Um, and then looking up some stuff online to go, okay, where are these things? Where can I find them? What do I need to do for them? I, I found some of that stuff to be interesting. I wish that was baked in a little bit more to the game of l- looking for a mysterious Pokemon or having some sort of quest, having having anything to do. In, in the game that it there's just not much that it's pushing you towards. It gives you three goals at the beginning of the game. Defeat defeat these five team star people, uh, defeat these eight gyms, which that's Pokemon. I get that. And then uh, do these eight Titan Pokemon. And it might not be eight. It might be another five. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but after that there's nothing it's it's not oh hey here's like a little side story then and you're gonna tackle this there's there's no hey you just got to the city let me teach you a little bit more about this city it's just oh yeah i'm in the city and now i'm out of the city it's it's, they also feel like it felt very uh it was half done 
It kind of does. And and I think it has some other features that just feel like it could use a little bit more polish. Bobby mentioned that some of the Pokemon are really interesting, and I agree. The Paradox Pokemon, I think, are kind of cool. Uh, there are a couple of Paldean versions of Pokemon, like Wooper and Tauros. And I've, I always like seeing the regional variants. That's That's a cool thing. In this game, they also have Pokemon that are somewhere in between, where... They're like, hey, you know, Wiglet is obviously supposed to be a Diglet, but we're not calling it Paldean Diglet. It's a whole new species, but it's also basically this other thing. But it's also not a paradox Pokemon because those we also have, and those are a different thing, but they also are kind of, hey, this is definitely that Pokemon, but we're just not calling it that Pokemon. It's a Paldean Diglet. There's no fucking way it's not a Paldean Diglet. It's yeah, so it's, stupid. It's just, it's weird. And they've got a similar one for, for Tenacruz and that's Here, watch, watch this chase johnny you've seen wiglet yeah. right yeah what's it look like when it evolves oh i don't know i haven't seen I mean, it just, take a what, guess take, take a, a guess, guess at what you think uh wiglet would evolve Is it into. called a rug trio yes what do you think it looks like a dog trio but, well it it's looks like white. three three wiglets yeah yes. it's, it's, it's the exact red, same but... thing <laughs> yeah, they, they turn red instead of white, but it is it is. Hey, there is one thing that sticks out of the ground and now there's three things that stick out yeah, of the ground. It's the exact um, same thing. This is a family podcast. It's yeah, um, it's fine. I, I think the design of Wiglet is cool. I just it feels very um, unfocused and messy to have three different styles of what what do we call these Pokemon that are obviously riffs on previous Pokemon that we have? And, and Hey, I don't know, just put them in any one of these buckets. It doesn't really matter. And that just, it's, it's not laziness. It's just messiness. And I feel like the whole game suffers from a lot of this mechanically. I think, I think they sold their soul to make an open world game. And It kind of works as an open world game, but it's a really empty open world game with very little to do and very little to do when you bring in a friend. And so it just feels a little shallow to me. Yeah, just, it's like despite they did having it because a lot of things like in it. They had I, to and not I, or maybe they just they just needed more time. Like yeah. I, I yeah, told like, you, I, I told you all ahead. at the beginning of the the this beginning announced. Arceus was one of the highest points in a, in a Pokemon game that I've had in decades. Like I, I felt really nostalgia at the same time. Like there was an essence of capturing there that felt really reminiscent of the early days of Pokemon for me. I loved, I loved that. And then there was other games like Koromon, Tim, Tim, Ooblis this year. I was like, Hey, there's enough people make like, cause for a long time, Pokemon clones have been absolute garbage and a lot of them still are not great. But this year, for me personally, I've had some really high moments playing other games that are heavily that would not be here today if it wasn't for Pokemon. And so it's just a bummer that I have this game that should be something special, not stand up, in my opinion, to the games that I've played before it. One of being, you know, like Arceus like that is there's so much good happening in that game. There's some problems, but there's a lot of good there as well. It's just a bummer, man. I I just have a couple more things to mention before we move on. I know we're getting close to when we wanted to move on. Uh, Bobby, you mentioned that the gym leaders are feel underdeveloped. And and I think that's 
I think the gym leaders themselves look cool. Like the, there's a there's a handful that I think are really memorable. Like there's a Larry. salary man one, Larry. Yeah, he's he's good. Uh, I know how people feel about VTubers, but I think Iono is one of the more personality filled ones, gym leaders, uh, and certainly one of the more memorable ones of this cast. Uh, the problem is that most of the gyms just feel kind of pointless that you are you're in there you can only there's only one real trainer to fight in most of them and that is the leader um and they make you do uh, yeah they make you do a bunch of ridiculous mini games to to get to that like the the first one Mm. uh, well the first one i did was the bug leader and they make you uh like play a bad mini game where you're just playing the worst game of rocket league you've ever played trying to uh move this olive this giant olive into uh, a soccer goal and it just it plays like garbage and then once you do it they go okay yeah well i guess you passed the test you can fight the gym leader now God. and it just it makes them all feel really <laughs> that's so stupid it's just anticlimactic i oh, I, I want somebody saying hey you're light years away from face and brock and then having to have a fight and you know fight through a a gym a gym with people in it uh, until you actually get to face the leader. I want that drama. And there's just very little drama. There's another one where you have to play like a Simon says game. There's a couple where you have to actually do some fights. There's one gym that is exclusively double battles that I think is, is pretty good, uh, especially because that's the ghost gym leader, which I think is, is one of the, the tougher fights. Also one of the cooler gym leaders, her hair is literally uh, like woven to look like a fucking skeleton like she's got this big droopy piece of hair that comes down and like splits off to the to like your forearm bone and then it comes back and then it's got like the hand that's made out of her hair segments and then on the back it's like the whole fucking torso and pelvis like this is rad what a cool what a cool looking gym leader um but it's just hard to get behind any of them because you don't really see them very much and you don't get the gravitas of their gyms. You kind of just go into this exact same looking lobby, talk to them once, do a silly mini game and then fight them. Um, and that's that's a bummer. What also doesn't help is there's no voice acting, which I know there's never been voice acting in Pokemon games, whatever. But this game, more than any other, they programmed in things to make it feel like it could be voice acted there's yep. there's lip flaps that are going yep. on that kind of match what the people are saying Remember, there, are dramatic, <laughs> there are pauses like there are parts where like the person is animating and looking like hey i'm about to talk and just nothing comes out of their mouth and it's just there's it, the this one more than any other field where the guy is singing the one I'm talking about, the ghost trainer with the double battles, she raps. Yeah. Like she and she's just doing her raps to nothing because there's no voice acting. Somebody somebody on Twitter actually went out and found some voice actors and got some voice actors to do like just a very minimal bit on a couple of these scenes. And it's unbelievably better. It's so good to just have anybody talk at all. And it's so weird because it's not like Game Freak doesn't know how to find voice actors. There's a Pokemon anime that's been going on for decades 
You have people who could lend voices to this. You built the game in a way that looks like it supports voices, and then you just didn't have any voices. And it's the weirdest thing. It's so weird. It's so it's so damn odd. Um, one last thing. It kind of ties into the gym leader. Um, the terrestrializing feature. I think. I think. Yeah. On one hand, it's kind of a boring feature. It's the same handful of hats that it, that can go on a Pokemon to change its typing. I think the mechanic itself is actually kind of cool in how it can affect type matchups. Um, I don't play Pokemon competitively, but I think this would be a really good feature for competitive Pokemon. I've seen some people who play Pokemon competitively talk about how interested they are in this feature, that it feels like a nicely balanced way to have that kind of gimmick and to add a new layer to the to the competitive battling i think that's great it is used terribly in the in the actual single player campaign the the and i think the gym leaders get the worst of it because they will always terrestrialize their final pokemon the problem is their last pokemon is always like a curveball it's yeah. like the bug, the bug gym leader, the one that you have to roll the, the olive to to be able to fight in the first place. Throws out bug after bug after bug. And then her last Pokemon is an Ursa ring. And you're like, oh, OK, this isn't bug. This is something I have to deal with now. This is going to be a little weird. I, I don't have the the right Pokemon for that. No, you absolutely do, because she terrestrializes it on the first turn into a mono bug bug type. So now it's an Ursa ring that's just bug type. Who cares? Okay, I've still got fire Pokemon and they're all dead now Uh, that you took something that would have been an interesting fight and said, what if we made it less interesting? And that happens with every single gym leader, because even when they throw out something, you go like, oh, that thing's resistant now to the the thing I was using. And they'll go, no, it's not. Don't worry about it. It's where it's the same type. You know, it is. So there's no. There's no layer to those battles. It's it, it takes away strategy from those battles. The only times that it's interesting is when you face a trainer, like a high level trainer who doesn't have a specific type they use, uh, because that that is a kind of a question of, oh, what's their Terra type going to be in this battle? Um, but once you've fought them once, you know what it is. Um, so the, like your rival, my rival picked the, the weed cat. And she would always terrestrialize it into monograss every um, every time I fought her. And it's like, okay, well, this could have been an interesting like what if you made this thing electric instead of grass dark at the end of the game? Wouldn't that sure. be an interesting thing for me to fight? And they go, What if we didn't? What if we just made this stupid easy for no reason? So we <sighs> are past our deadline for this. We yeah. need to wrap up our conversation on Pokemon. Uh overall disappointed here at the casual hour by pokemon scarlet and violet there is patches coming who knows what that will do i think the problems are deeper than the looks um this is more content coming like yes yes i finished the pokedex of 400 but there's about to be a charizard raid event charizard is not in the game proper so it's this is your only way to get charizard at this point there's a number of pokemon you can transfer in that that kind of like I guess I'm at like the soft cap for what the the Pokedex is, but there's going to be more. Um, I have to imagine they'll make DLC for this, and they'll probably expand rosters again. We haven't seen any Pokemon Home or Pokemon Go support at this point, Next but year, those yeah, those are for sure coming, um, and those will also expand things somewhat. 
there there'll be more to talk about with Pokemon as we go on. It might get better. We'll definitely talk about this more in a couple of weeks when we talk about game of the year yeah. stuff and category stuff because I'm sure it'll come up there. Um, I think it's okay, but as a as a fan of a as a of, as a fan of a particular style of Pokemon games, this this ain't it. And I don't think it's far enough away like Pokemon Legends Arceus is into being something that is an interesting experiment. This feels like it's trying to have its cake and eat it, too. And it comes off as more of a shallow experience on all fronts. Fair. Well, now that we've exhausted that tonight, let's get into what is coming around the corner for December, because certainly all games coming out from here on out will be good. Right. Absolutely. Why wouldn't they be? Chase, why don't you get us where we're going? Absolutely. Uh, Before we get into December, we always have to talk about the previous month, and that was November. Uh, Let's look at our picks for the month of November and see how we did. Uh, I had a little to the left, which is a game uh, I've watched Bobby play. We did a quick look on it. And now uh, did we actually did we do a quick look on it? We did. We did on the demo, not not on the the demo, on the demo. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and we've played a little bit of that. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tactics of a Reborn. I didn't I just didn't didn't click with it. It uh I returned it really mine. bums me out that I did not like that game, but uh, you live and you learn, I guess. Uh Pokemon. Do we have anything we want to talk about Pokemon, Scarlet Violet? Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, okay. Weird. Weird. Uh and then it just came out today. I haven't played it, but Front Mission First Remake. Um I think that's a game I and I bought it. It's it's on my Switch right now. It's it's right it's right here. I could I could play at any time, but I think that's one I'll probably wait on until after game of the year to play because I don't know. Remakes of games isn't as interesting as playing brand new games, even though it's completely new to me. Uh, I think that's something that, hey, say, that's kind of a new quantity. Live, live alive. Yeah, I, I know. I know. There's it's it's not a foolproof system, but with only a couple weeks before game of the that's year. Fair. I think I should prioritize other games instead of Front Mission First Remake, even though I'm pretty sure I'm going to like that. And uh, I'll have plenty of time to play that, hopefully before uh, Fire Emblem comes out next month. Bobby, you had God of War Ragnarok, which I know you were very disappointed by. So uh, too bad on that one. Yes. Uh, No, you you like that game. You had a little to the left, Pokemon Scarlet Violet and Warhammer 40K Dark Tide. Pretty sure you guys said you are holding off on that one because like pokemon it has some pretty bad that was the issues. beta uh, that came out okay. on game pass so i downloaded it today i played and i am happy to report um i was getting a much better experience oh, with the full good. release um right. so yeah. while i was in game yes i did get two crashes yeah so it's still not perfect okay. yeah so that's okay well that's game pass so i don't have a whole lot at stake there you know like to say yeah or nay to but the, the yeah. gameplay is really cool when it works i'll say that much yeah i mean it's hard to fuck up uh left for dead style combat that's just yeah that's just a fun kind of video game yep for sure uh then johnny you also had got a war ragnarok you also warhammer 40k dark tide you also had pokemon violet and you also had a little to the left how do you anything you want to feel about any of those before we move on uh i i need to play a little to the left before we do game of the year probably it it honestly won't take you that long i i got halfway through the game basically 
uh, oh, okay. within like a couple of hours. Um, I it, and I was probably hemming and hawing a little bit. Uh, I will say though, like a small update, Bobby. I know when we talked about when you talked about that game when you first played it, um, I mentioned that some some levels have uh, multiple outcomes. I think that's what those extra stars are about because you can go back into a, one of those levels and do it a different way and that'll complete those other stars so like for one like uh the first one they show that has this is like a stack of books uh on a shelf and i i went by uh height of the book first so like the tallest book to the shortest book and i got the star there and then i went back and tried to replay it and i did it by thickness of book uh, and it gave me the second star for that. So there there are some multiple ways of doing that if you have a different kind of OCD than other people do. Um, but there is like an extra layer of puzzles to some some of those uh, levels. Some of them some sure. of them only have one solution, but some of them have multiples, which I think is kind of cool. Nice. All right, let's move on to the free stuff. This one's going to be a little tougher. Uh, game companies did not want to tell us what their fucking free games were for a while. Um, and I think at least one... PlayStation still said like their their PS Plus extra games. They'll they'll tell us what they are last month. It's 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 fucking December. It's the month where you're supposed to give the games out. You can't wait. You can't wait until halfway yeah. through December to tell us what the games are that you're giving us. Um, I mean, they can. They can do whatever they want, I guess. Um, and I just don't have to get PS Plus uh, Extra, which I don't. I just have Essential. Uh, and if you have PlayStation Plus Essential, here's what you can get. You can get the Mass Effect Legendary Edition for PS4, yeah. uh, which also works on your PS5. Um, I mean, Mass Effect Andromeda is not part of that collection, so um, it's good. It's yeah. good collection. Good, good collection, collection of games. Uh, um Biomutant for yeah. PS5 and PS4. Uh yeah, uh, Johnny you did not like that, right? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby you you got through a lot of it, didn't you? No. No. I got it for I, $3. I, you... okay. I still didn't <laughs> still I, not like it. I, you get it for free. Do you think it's worth it? I only put in like maybe no. f- 3 4 hours of that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. it did get us a uh a friend of the show. The, the potato lion Fair enough. has been Fair hanging enough. out with us because of that game. It's, and that's what it's all about, right? It's the friends yes. that we made along the way. It's the friends we made uh, along the way. And then I mean, a strand game. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like I know nothing about Biomutant other than you're like some weird cat creature. Mm-hmm. That's all that's you true. need to know. Okay. And it, and it has a bad narrator. All right. Um, And then also on PS Plus, you can get Divine Knockout for PS5 and PS4. And I don't know anything about that game. Isn't that like a uh, that's a um, that's their other not the Knockout City. This is a dodgeball game. I'm pretty sure. I think. Okay. I I mean, when it's called Knockout, I assume it's a dodgeball style game, but I, I know nothing about it. Uh, on Xbox Games with Gold, you can get Colt Canyon. Bobby, did you... For some reason, I feel like you've played this, or I watched you play this at one point. Like It's like a Western-style game, top-down. You play as like a little white silhouetted character, and you shoot things, and like pixelated blood spurts out of them. Colt um, Canyon? Yeah. I've never heard of this game. I haven't um, heard of either of these games. 
No, I have not played Colt Canyon. Okay, I must have seen it somewhere else, but I definitely have seen somebody play Colt Canyon before. I think that looks kind of cool. Um, and then Bladed Fury, this was one in a number of games I dubbed uh, the next Muramasa the Demon Blade, um, and it was not. I mean, it, it was trying to be, and it failed. Um, it's. I think there's something kind of interesting in Bladed Fury, but it's not. It's it's not a very it's not a very good game, um, but at least I had heard of it. So I've got one up on Polygon who put a story out today that was like, we don't know what these games are either. Hmm. Saw that. I think that was kind of shitty to say, but whatever. Um, Bobby, you want to hit us with a with a couple of Game Pass things here? Yeah. Uh, today we did get Dark Tide as we called out, so that dropped today. Uh, but coming December second, Johnny, Hello Neighbor Two. So excited. Uh, we also get Chained Echoes on December 8th, and we get High on Life on December 13th. Okay, and we will touch upon all three of those games in the December preview. So let's just get into that preview right now. Uh, first, a couple quick things that we don't even need to show videos for. Uh, inscription, we, we know it. That comes, comes out tomorrow or yesterday if you're listening uh, to our Friday uh, release of this podcast inscription is getting ported to switch we we like inscription um i i've would like i'm interested to see how that port handles some of the out of game game like when you're dealing with some pc file stuff um i mean i know doki doki literature club has a similar type of thing in it and that also got a switch port so it's possible i just am interested to see how they did it um, I'm not going to buy it there. I've got it on PC and I think that's probably just where I'll end up playing some inscription when I am ready to get around to it. Uh, also on the first, the outbound ghost is coming to switch. This, uh, this game came out in September of this year that, that paper Mario alike that has you playing as a ghost. Um, I think that, I think that game looks cool. Again, I have it on my steam deck, so I'm probably not going to pick up the switch version, but, uh, cool that more people can play uh good paper mario style yeah. games there there needs to be more of those and nintendo is kind of getting back to giving us those maybe at this point but Who probably knows? not i don't know let's move on um on the first romancing saga minstrel song remastered is coming to pc switch ps4 ps5 ios and android this is a this is going to be tough. This is a remastered version of the 2005 PlayStation 2 game. That PlayStation 2 game is itself a remake of the original Romancing Saga that came out in 1992 on the Super Famicom, which I don't think got I an hate American how these people look. release. I, I don't like the way I they can, look at all. I kind of I I I like it. I think they look like little freaks and I kind of like it. Uh, um, I, hate, I hate the way they look. I've never played a saga game. It, it feels like the an RPG classic mainstay that I've just missed out on. I know it's a very long running franchise. Um, I've had some people tell me that or had some people tell me a, a while ago that Romancing Saga 3 was a good one to get in on. Uh, that game is auto, also out on Switch. It's been out on Switch for a long time. I own it on Switch, and I just haven't gotten around to it, which sounds par for the course for me. Um, but this is this is the first game, <laughs> I guess, in in the series. Uh, so if that if that matters to you, if you want to try to get into Romancing Saga, maybe this is one to try. 
Um, but yeah, these 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 people look like little little freaks. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. They're very bad. Uh, on the second, Callisto the the Callisto Protocol comes to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, this is the game that uh, grinds you up in its gears, right? A, it does a, it does a, a lot dead of space. They, they, the, the folks that made a dead space made a dead space. Yeah. That w- at one time was in the PUBG universe and now is no longer in the PUBG universe, I believe. Correct. Something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, are you guys going to pick this up? Uh, my I'm, cousin picked it up, so therefore I have it and therefore yeah. I will try it. Okay, uh, I know. I, I know. Like none of us are like the biggest survival horror people, but this seems to be a, a big release that people are pushing pretty hard. Like this had this had ads on the last WWE pay per view, so it's it's yeah. mainstream, baby. Uh, I the person I Steam library share with picked it up, and I think the person I share on the PlayStation with is picking it up there. So I will have two places to play it without having to pay for it. Nice. Uh, also on the second, Marvel's Midnight Suns is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. I'm I'm just happy there are games that are exclusive for the new consoles. That's that is not something we see a lot, so it's it's nice that that's coming. Um, I mean, look, this is they they say it right on the trailer. This is from the devs of XCOM and XCOM Two. I like those games quite a bit. Uh, I know uh, we've all talked about how we're up and down with Marvel at different times in our lives. This this game looks uh, this game has a pedigree that makes me excited to try it. Um, it has like some card mechanics in it. It's but Bobby and I are going to play this on casual Mondays. Bobby's picking this up. We're going to we're going to see more about this game and learn about it real soon. Um, Bobby, how are you feeling about it? Dude, I'm so pumped. This thing's getting really good reviews. Um, the more I, I've, I've, this is the most I've watched of the combat, by the way. Like I knew I was going to pick this up based off the pedigree with it. Um, they sold me on the initial, like, this is going to be turn-based tactics. Um, I, I grabbed the version of it that has like all the DLC with it. So I get the new characters, like one of which is Venom, which I'm super pumped about. Cause I think Venom fucking rules. Oh, nice. Classic um, movie. Great. It's a great film franchise, honestly. Like, there's never been a bad movie with Venom in it. I, I, I think this will be a ton of fun. Uh, it, it's interesting to have both, like, a turn-based tactics game with cards. I think that's a a very interesting mechanic they've got. And if, if Mario plus Rabbits has taught me anything, having that free-form movement to be strategic with um, is going to be really cool. So I think that this is going to be a... I think this game's going to be huge for me. I think I'm going to lose myself to it. If I'm being honest. I I could totally see myself being lost to it. I could also see myself bouncing off it hard immediately. So I'm I'm extremely curious to to see you play it on Casual Mondays and see how I feel about it then. But I'm I'm really looking forward to exploring it. Yeah. Um. Also on the second kind of was uh, scheduled to be when Need for Speed Unbound came out for for PC, PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, EA said, fuck that. What if we just put it out now? It's out today. Uh, You can go play the new Need for Speed game and you can and I have. And it's 
good question mark apparently so man like the reviews seem very positive on it and it looks like a visual treat yeah i mean we saw trailers of this game what a couple months ago maybe Mm -hmm. and it had people were saying like oh it looks like kind of like anime style characters in in the design of the people um and chase pre-ordered it right then and there I did. I did not, but I was more interested in it than normal. Yes. Uh, like the cars have effects that pop off them that look more like animated cartoony looks like it's not, they're not going full auto modelista. Unfortunately, that's a uh, shame. Some, somebody needs to do that. I don't know why we haven't gotten a new auto modelista, uh, at least in spirit at this point, but, uh, this definitely has more style than, most of the the other racing games that I've seen, uh, but Johnny, you you've actually put your hands on this yeah. and and I've, rev some I've engines. Played. How does I've, it feel? Uh, I think it feels pretty good. It's it's taken me some time to get used to how it controls, um, but now that I've gotten a better handle on the the drifting and the different ways that you can do that, I'm having a lot more fun with it, um, and. I personally really dig the the stylized yeah. animations and stuff that they do. They have different uh they have different colors you can pick for the exhaust and stuff that comes off your car, uh, which I appreciate. And I don't it just seems like a fun arcade racing game. Which it does seem like they're going for that that good mix of what if we had like the hot pursuit stuff mm-hmm. where cops are chasing you but also include some of that Need for Speed underground style and yep. tuning stuff. And that's that's what like Need for Speed Most Wanted was back in the day. And then they made like a re they they made a rebooted Hot Pursuit and then they made a rebooted Most Wanted. And then after that, it seemed like things kind of went off the rails again for Need for Speed. Yeah. Um, so this uh, is kind of them going back to their roots in a way. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a very, very long time since I played a Need for Speed game, uh, and it has a day-night cycle, which is, is kind of cool. Yeah. So diff- different races are available at night than they are during the day, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to play some more of it for sure. I'm I'm interested to see this one. Uh, I know Need for Speed Heat was uh, that was that the last one or two. Mm-hmm. Weeks ago, uh, that one was on PS Plus uh, a handful of months ago, like sometime earlier this year. And I and I got it. I downloaded it. I didn't play it, but um, part of me wants to try that. Like that also seemed kind of cool. Like this Miami Nights kind of racing, but this one this one has a has a certain style to it that is is definitely more interesting than than most of the Need for Speed games I've seen. So. You know, I there are not a lot of really good racing options on a PlayStation these days, uh, unless you want to go full Gran Turismo, which I do not. I you should never go full Gran Turismo, uh, but but maybe this is is an option for somebody like me who mainly yeah. games on his PS5 for that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and that is why I picked it, it up, and it runs quite well. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, Bobby, you mentioned it on game as as a Game Pass game, but twelve uh, six, King's Return, baby, Hello Neighbor two coming Jeez. to PC, PS four, PS five, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Johnny, Dude, does your child know has... that this game exists? He does. He's played. Oh, yeah. the, he played the alpha of it on my what computer. Else? This thing What's, has uh, been advertised thoughts? on Game Pass for a year. It's been able to be pre downloaded for a year 
on Game yeah, Pass. He he actually was playing some original Hello Neighbor the other day and laughing at. He's like, Dad, remember how much you hate this game? It's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. You know, after all this time, me. have they have they fixed the first Hello Neighbor at this point? I don't know. Okay, it's it, it's been. They did make like something in between, though, right? There was yeah. like a. There was like a, a like an evolved situation. What the hell yeah, is this or, thing? or was like a, a roguelike thing at some point or something like you're playing as kids and someone's the neighbor, I think. Mm, OK, I don't know. Jude played a few a little bit of that, but he he didn't stick with it. Well, I can't wait for you to to for us to do some check ins and see how your son uh, is liking Hello Neighbor 2. I'm sure it's going to be uh, an instant cult classic like the first one was. Um, we'll 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 see about that. Absolutely. Uh, on uh, December 8th, uh, another Game Pass title, uh, Chained Echoes, is coming to PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I kind of remember seeing something about this, uh, but when I when I was re-looking up the trailers and seeing this, I'm like, oh, okay, like, yeah, this looks like a d- decent, like, standardish JRPG thing that some Western studio is going, oh, what if we tried to make, like, a Chrono Trigger? And I'm like, yeah, okay, this looks fine. I'm... I'm kind of into what I'm seeing here. Uh, and then uh, in the trailer, uh, it's probably coming up here real soon. Like the characters just get into the fucking armor mech suit things like medieval what? mech suits, like an Escaflone kind of thing. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, God, this is that game. Holy shit. Um, I think this looks kind of rad. And I, and I want to I want to see more of this. Uh, I don't think I have time to play a big JRPG style game, but like, yeah, they get into those armor mechy suits and I'm like, I want I want that. I want that on my mama switch. I want to play that game. Uh, so we're going to uh, you see. don't you don't want to just play it on your Steam Deck with Game Pass that you could have or on your PC I, with Game Pass. I guess I, I guess I do have Game Pass. I could just play it on those other places, but yeah, yeah, kind of want to I kind of want to play it on the switch, though. God, Chase. You switch poisons. It's, it's yeah, fair. no yeah, kidding. I'll, I'll give you that one. It's it's how I it's how I'm comfortable playing games. It's how I've been playing games for a while now. I I love. Yeah. I if love only this thing. modern consoles had two joysticks and fucking four buttons to input. What what, what a th- fucking thing. It's more than that. It's not having to deal with settings and not having to worry about how a mouse move happens in a in a touchpad format it's just knowing that the controls are baked into what this game is supposed to play like that i can turn it on that it boots up that it's not going to get some weird crash unless it's pokemon then it will have weird crashes all the time um dude you're you're you are you are an anomaly to me move on please Fair enough. Uh, on the ninth, Dragon Quest Treasures is coming to the Nintendo Switch, that console that Bobby loves. Um, this appears to me to be an offshoot of the Dragon Quest Monster series, and uh, but also uh, pretty sure this is Eric. I mean, they, I mean, it says it's Eric, so it's obviously Eric. But I'm pretty sure this is the same Eric from Dragon Quest Eleven, the mm-hmm. the thief character there. Yeah, it is. That's so. Cool. But it, but it's like a weird prequel thing, and his sister's there. I mean, I don't think anything in this game is actually going to affect or reference the events of Dragon Quest XI, other than hey, Eric is in it, and people thought Eric was a cool character. It's just canon. I mean, I agree. Um, but yeah, this seems this seems like a weird, silly thing. Um, 
Bobby, I think you were telling me you were kind of interested in this. What what yeah. has this uh, has you interested here? I like Dragon Quest. This looks oh, like okay. a, a neat take on that. Um, I think it graphically looks cool. I don't quite know what to expect from like the combat on it comparatively to the other ones. Um, it looks to be a bit more action oriented than those. And mm-hmm. I've picked up some of the tactic stuff on iOS from the, those guys. Um, but yeah, this is one that I've had on my my list to wait and see what the the critics are saying about it. Um, but it looks it looks like it could be really fucking cool. As like I haven't played a lot of the Dragon Quest, but the most recent ones that I've been playing, uh, this looks all right. Mm-hmm. I, I think my problem with with Dragon Quest stuff in general, I just don't I just don't love the monster design in a lot of these. And this game specifically, it's about collecting the monsters in like some not quite Pokemon, but it is an action RPG where you have the monsters fight on your side. And I just like Drakies and slimes and, and a lot of these things just don't appeal to me much in that way. Um, I like the human designs. I like the, I like the, the Akira Toriyama art in that sense, but the, the monsters themselves are, are a tough sell for me. So when this game is like, Hey, this is all about playing with the monsters. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm not sure, but um, it does. It does seem mechanically interesting in the way that you use the different monsters to traverse the world in different ways or to to solve puzzle stuff. I think that seems kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. It looks neat. Uh, on the thirteenth, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion comes out to PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. This is a remake of the two thousand eight PSP game. Um, Bobby, you are you are dipping your toe into the Final Fantasy VII universe. You played the remake. Uh, did you play Intergrade, the the Yuffie chapter? Not all the way through, but yes. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I'm sure that confused the shit out of you for whatever parts you did play. It confused the shit out of me, and I have apparently experienced most of this uh, Final Fantasy VII shit. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't feel too bad about that. Uh, this game is a prequel to final fantasy seven uh you're playing as a character you haven't really met yet bobby uh we we told you basically we had a podcast where we kind of gave you the the quick explainer of of who zach is and what's going on uh this game is mostly like a here's here's how cloud got the buster sword basically okay. uh, but there's a bunch of anime bullshit in it from from the story a bunch of characters that don't matter at all like angeal or genesis uh people you will not have to care about in any future I, well actually who knows they might absolutely right. bring some of these characters back in some form or fashion now that we're in weird ass remake land where they can just do whatever the fuck they want. But I think you can skip this. Uh, in fact, Bobby, if you just watch this trailer with the sound on, I'll give you everything you need. I think this is fucking <laughs> wild. This whole, this whole trailer is just the story. It's the oh, story really? from beginning to end of the, of this game. It, I mean, I know this is a remake of a game. It's not like they have to hide it somewhere, but this is just the story of the game. This is the most broadest stroke story Huh. that they could give you you don't have to play the game you could just watch this and honestly what people said is that the gameplay of crisis core was its worst part i know they're upgrading that and changing it in some way uh for for this remake i'm i'm really interested to see what they do with it uh 
I just think it's fucking wild that they <laughs> they just go ahead and give you, eh, I don't know, here's the here's the relevant cutscenes uh, and the bits that matter. Uh, that's all you really need. Huh, fucking okay. wild. I'll check it out. I'm I'm still gonna play this, but I I don't I don't think you do, Johnny. You you might. You never played Crisis Core, correct? I played. Someone loaned me their PSP a few years ago, and I, yeah. I started it. Um, but I they asked for it back before I could finish finish the game. Yeah. Uh, you 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 might be interested in this. I, I don't know. You you like weird Final Fantasy stuff at this I point. I mean, so, I. I got a, a bootleg of Advent Children when it was only available in yeah, the absolutely. Japanese dub. So if if you like your Advent Children, then that, this is probably this is probably up your alley. Uh, the the thing for me though, there aren't a lot of PSP games that that are locked to that system. I almost said matter anymore, but that's not exactly true. But most of the PSP games have found their way onto some other console. And this is one that never did. Uh, It never even got like a Vita port, which a lot of these games did. It's cool that they're doing this. So it it literally has been, you know, 20 or not 20. What is it? 16, 14 years. It's literally been 14 years since anybody has really seen this uh, as a as a new release. So. Uh, it's it's kind of wild that it's here and at this point really the only psp games i can think of that are still locked to just that system are the metal gear acid games acid one and two um and portable ops i guess um that's that's all konami i doubt those are games are ever going to show up in any other format but um i think it's kind of cool that one of the mainstays for the psp is now available for things that aren't just the psp so that's good you don't have to get a UMD disc to play Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 now, which is which is good. Uh, also on the 13th, High on Life. This is another Game Pass game Bobby mentioned. Uh, it's coming to PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. This is the uh, this is Squanch Games. The the people uh, Justin Roiland, who's also behind Rick and Morty, um, also does the voice of Morty. Does the, a bunch of voices in this game. Lemon grab. In a yeah, time. this is this is the one where the the guns talk to you and <sighs> man. Bobby told me that. Um, JD I think smooth does yes, a voice. He definitely does, he does a voice of this green gun that, character that piques my interest because. What we saw of this, like I, I am the resident Rick and Morty fan here. Uh, I was at one point and I fell off hard. This is not doing it for me. (laughs) What we saw. Uh, So I don't know. It's going to be on Game Pass. I guess I can check it out. I just I. I really could not care less about this game. I mean, as as a person who is way into Oddworld Stranger's Wrath and thought it was fun to have guns that talk to you, I guess in that game it was the ammo that talked to you, whereas this game it's the guns. Slightly different. But but also thought that one of the coolest things in Cyberpunk 2077 is the gun that talks to you. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. One of the cooler things in Borderlands 2 are the guns you can find that talk to you. I think that's a cool concept. I, if the if the fucking Rick and Morty guy wasn't a part of this, I think I'd be uh, a thousand percent more excited for High on Life. But yeah, it's just not my also tempo. Just, also, just from the gameplay stuff, like gameplay trailers we've seen, not not in this one exactly, but looked, that boss fight looked, looked incredibly boring and 
Uh, I just lots of stuff that was coming up behind you that you have a limited field of view that you would never be able to see and you just have to kind of guess what's going on maybe they fix that at this point that's an old trailer Dude, but it's also a 60 dollar yeah. game well not if you have game pass not if you have game pass but it's yeah. still like it doesn't i don't know that just seems odd. i don't know i i wish i was excited about this thing and i just can't because of the people who are a part of it yep. jb smooth notwithstanding i he's he's fine i like him uh, I didn't put this in here. That would be me. Because in fact, I strictly did not put this in here for specific reasons. Jokes on you, bitch. Uh, this right, is go ahead and tell us about the game that we've all played before. This is the updated version of The Witcher Three for modern consoles and PC. It is including uh, not only just better looking graphics and uh, that sort of thing. It is also including things cosmetically from the witcher television series uh there's a couple other new beats here chase i think it's on the note let me pull that note up really quick uh it will have stuff from the series as we talked about it's also going to have new quest and cross progression that lets you bring your saves from uh other platforms so i don't know if there's stuff lingering in the cloud somewhere from my ps4 playthrough of the witcher 3 that I could bring over to PS3, mm. or I'm sorry, to, to play to PC, um, I would definitely check that out. That could be interesting to see. Um, it might make it easier for those folks that did pick up the Switch, because I know that that had cross-progression with Steam, it, but now that they have this opened up for everything, it could be you know easier oh, to... Man. Yeah, if I could bring my Xbox save yeah. to the PC, that'd yeah, be pretty cool. So that comes out on December 14th. This is also a free update. Um, which is great. So they're adding all that stuff into this game. Uh, I don't know. I think that they'll probably change the skew to be like the complete package of The Witcher 3. Now will just be this version if you have the appropriate hardware for it. So uh, a lot more to it than just an up res, it seems. So worth checking yeah. out. Cool. Uh, and then we have a handful of games that uh, don't have specific dates on them, but we're at the end of the year. They say they're coming out in 2022, even though that's probably a lie for a lot of these at this point. Um, the first one, they've said December. They said December this month. Like This month yep. they said, hey, it's coming out December. So I believe it's coming out December. We just don't have a specific date. You're looking at it right now. It's Sports Story coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, we, we talked about this before the podcast, uh, but... I think we all feel a certain amount of trepidation with this. We, we, I know Bobby and I enjoyed it, uh, enjoyed golf story a lot. It was one of our favorite oh, yeah. games the, the, the year. Um, and Johnny, I know you played some of it. Yeah, I liked it. This has been something we've been hyped for, for a very long time. Years. And, and it's taken years for, for it to, uh, for us to even hear about it. We went years without hearing anything yeah, it about was it. Nothing. Um, updates have been very slow and it wasn't until this, this, uh, Nintendo indie world that we got, uh, earlier in November that we even saw this much of the game, but there is so much that this trailer shows that it's not just the golf, it's fishing and dungeon crawling and BMX and 
I think they some, I think they said there's soccer, there's some volleyball, there's some cricket shit that's going on in here. There's so, so much shit happening. Yeah, it's way too much, man. It's way too and, much. And I think our worry is just making is just to know whether there's whether this stuff is being handled with enough care for each of the things. Um, this seems super ambitious. I know this is a small studio. I mean, I know they've also had five-ish years to work on this, so maybe they have had time to to give all this the the due it's it's required but um i i want this game to be good so badly and i just i'm i'm very cautious about what i'm seeing here cuz it all looks good i just don't know how you pull it off yeah we'll see yeah for sure we will see um this this one's weird. They haven't given a actual release date. They keep saying it's 2022, but uh, again, all they keep saying is coming soon. It's AEW Fight Forever. It's coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Um, this is the AEW game made, be, being made by Ukes. Ukes made the a lot of bad WWE games at one point, but um, people from Ukes, I guess, stories have leaked out that they wanted to try doing something like this for WWE, and WWE kept shooting them down. That no, make keep making the same old shit um, in in the most Vince McMahon voice I can make. Um, so now that they left WWE or, or got away from them in some form or fashion, AEW signed with them. And this is supposed to be a game that is built to be like the Nintendo 64 classics that you've played. Your No Mercies, your in, uh, WCW NWO Revenge, your WrestleMania 2000s. I'm interested. Um, that's what this yeah. thing's supposed to be, just with nicer graphics, with uh, with... The AEW wrestlers, of which there are many very cool ones. I I still enjoy some AEW. I've actually been getting more into it recently, and uh, it's it's a it's a pretty good show with uh, some cool people in it. Um, also, Sting is there. Sting was in WCW NW Revenge. Sting has been around a really long yeah, time. God. Wrestling? Sting Jesus still Christ. wrestles. What? Yep. yep. God. He, he, okay. He does. He does his thing. He's he's there. He's the he's the icon. Um. Anyway, I I think this game is going to be 2023 at this point. They they just have not come out with an actual date. They ch- just showed off this trailer, the one that we we're seeing. I think they showed off that at a at one of their uh, last pay per views in the last uh you know last month. I think. Uh. So it's not my prediction. Like. Yeah, go for it. You'll get it next Thursday. That's bold. I'd be I'd be up for that. I think that this will be uh, they will they will just launch it at the Game Awards. That's you know what? That's possible. That seems like a Game Awards ass move to do. Um, The the only thing that keeps me from thinking that's going to happen is that they have been pushing I I think it might even be in these trailers, but they've been pushing GameStop pre-orders a lot for this. It's it's a lot of like, I guess, wanting to sell physical copies of this game for some reason, which which makes me a little less sure that they would just do like a stealth release at the Game Awards, because that seems like that lends itself better to downloadable titles. I mean, there will definitely be a downloadable version of this game, but I feel like they have been trying to push the physical stuff so much that 
we'll we'll see. I I think that'd be really cool if it released during the game awards. I would I would play that game immediately and probably have a lot of fun with it. Oh yeah. Uh, let's move on to Animal Animal Well, which is coming out maybe this year. Probably not uh, for PC and PS5. They they build this as a handcrafted surrealist pixel art survival horror puzzle video game about secrets. Which I think oh. is a lot of lot of stuff. Packed a lot of into one oh. thing. It looks uh, it looks like it looks like some cave story. It looks like some Undertale. Um, it looks like maybe like a little bit of grease in there in the way that the uh, like the just the colorful exploring part of the world is uh it's it's i've seen some trailers of this game before i think this is some really cool looking pixel art with a lot of nice effects to it i'm pretty sure this is mostly just one guy making this thing yeah. so uh i'm i'm Top not going out of this youtube trailer oh is it it's made entirely by one person yeah there you go um so i'm i'm not confident that it's going to make 2022 but I am uh, very interested to see what this game is when it does come out. And then finally, a game that positive is not coming out in 2022. I'll, I'll eat this hat, this hat upon my head. If uh, and, and I'll eat Bobby's hat, too. I'll go Damn. over to Bobby's house and I'll, I'll chow down on that hat. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is supposedly coming to iOS and Android in the year of our Lord 2022. Uh, the last thing we heard on this game at all is that it would be getting a closed beta this year. Yeah, run out, you're running out of days for that closed beta to show up, much less the game. Um, they the what we what else we know about this game? It's going to be free to start. It seems like it's going to be pretty similar to the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition in that yeah. respect, where it it seems like it's pulling stuff from Final Fantasy 7 Remake. It's pulling some stuff. It seems like from that Crisis Core remake, um, it's also got its own art style for some of these cutscenes as well. This seems like a real jumble of Final Fantasy VII assets from all sorts of shit to try to tell the entire Final Fantasy VII story from start to finish. I I don't I still wow. don't understand exactly what that means. Hmm. It's weird that you're doing something like this when you're also doing a weird remake that shuffles yeah the whole world state um i i want to be interested in this i don't want to play this on ios and android i want to play this on anything else um i don't i don't know what this i don't know what this is i mean they, i'm gonna play I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm. I want to see it. I want to know what it is. I want to know how it plays. I want to know why all this stuff somehow mixes together. I just tell me something, Square. This is their multiverse game. Damn. Sure. Sure. Yeah. See Sora just show up in this game for some. Oh for no God. Okay. I'm. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Hey, you want multiverse? That's oh, that's your multiverse character. Damn it. All right, let's uh, let's move in here into our monthly picks. See how we're gonna finish this year out. Um, anybody want to go first, Johnny? Why don't, why don't yeah. you go first? Uh, I've Need for Speed Unbound, uh, the Crisis Core remake, Sports Story, and Callisto Protocol. I'm also gonna play Midnight Suns because that game yeah. X XCOM rules. 
So Need for Speed doesn't really count because you know that's a that's a November game now right. apparently. Okay, so I, I redact <laughs> Need for Speed and I put in Midnight Suns. Yep, just like EA, you've redacted Need for Speed from December. Um, uh, Bobby, yeah, why don't you go? Yeah, these. So I'm gonna list the games that I'm for sure either have or will be picking up. Midnight Suns. I have Need for Speed downloaded. I'm gonna check that out. Uh, have access to Callisto Protocol. Uh, I'm on the. I mean, I'll get Sports Story if it comes out this month, but I don't know about Dragon Quest Treasures. I want to see a little bit more of that before I pull the trigger, but I'm very curious. Uh, as for me, I think the only games I absolutely know that I'm purchasing would be Sports Story, again, if it comes out this month, and uh, Crisis Core. I don't think I need to play that game again, but I'm going to buy it because I'm me. Um, I, I'm really optimistic about what I've seen from Chain Echoes. I, I would love to, to buy that game. I am just going to make sure, though, that people like it before I jump in. And then, uh, like I said, Marvel Midnight Suns, I, I want to know what that game is. I'm going to watch Bobby play it and probably ask him a ton of questions. And uh, I could totally see that being something I buy and, and absolutely love, but I'm uh, I'm not gonna take the take the plunge before I see some of that one. So fair. That's what the month of December looks like, and the year 2022. We'll be so, gone before we know it. It's been a year of games. A lot of them. Let's let's talk a little bit about what the next two weeks look like for our show. Uh, anybody who is seeing this, you can follow along with those links and chat. This week, Chase and I, uh, we streamed Pokemon Scarlet and Violet on Monday night. Uh, as he mentioned, we'll probably talk more about that in the future as more stuff comes out for it. Tuesday, Johnny and I had a quick look for God of War Ragnarok. You can check that out right now on youtube.com slash casual hour. Uh, again, TikTok, Instagram reels, all that shit. It's all there, too, if you want to see it there. Um, tonight was our episode 300 of the casual hour. We talked about all those fun December games Thursday. We have a quick look going up of Pentiment, a very cool obsidian joint and Friday night, depending on how the game continues to perform, we'll be, uh, we're, we're aiming to play Warhammer 40 K dark tide on stream. Johnny and I, we've got a few backup plans there, but that is our current strategy for this week. Next week, however, um, Chase has already talked about it a few times. We're going to stream Marvel's Midnight Suns on Monday night for Casual Mondays. Uh, that week on Wednesday, we will not be live on Wednesday, but we are going to be live on Thursday the 8th. Why is that? It's because the Game Awards are happening that night, and we want to give you a fresh, hot response to what that is. So maybe we'll be the proud new owners of giving, uh, giveaways on Steam Decks that Steam's doing. Maybe we'll be able to download that new wrestling game that Chase is excited for. Who knows? That's what's happening there. And then on Friday, Johnny and I will be doing a grab bag of what all do we? We're, we're going to stream like three different games on Friday night. We got Gang uh, Beast. We're going to do Spider Hack. Spider Hack. Yes. Gang Beast. Yes. And Overcooked Two. Yes. Uh, all games that are on Game Pass and all games that uh, we could have a blast with while being frustrated with each other. So that's, we got a couple quick looks going up next week also, um, but a very big, 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 big um, week of fun shit. So we're going to have a grab bag of things on Friday night. It'll be a lot of fun. 
I can't. That's our last normal week, right? Because then the week after that is game of the year. Yep. And so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we will be doing our day one, day two, and then day three. So day one and two are our categories um, where we break down things like best moment, best style, best new character, all that fun stuff. And then on Friday, we do our personal top 10 list. And then we add everything up and do the the never wrong, always accurate um, <laughs> top 10 for the casual hour. And then we'll take a week off. And then we'll come back at the end of the month and we'll do another preview episode where we talk about January and uh, beyond. So it's going to come fast and furious. Uh, it's crazy. Like we're already here. Game of the year. Episode 300 tonight. A lot of cool things to celebrate. Um, but that is what we have going on so get in where you can we post our schedule on all social um chase what have you been up to and you are now linked in chat as well nice uh yeah nothing nothing too much to report uh, a lot of a lot of game of the year cramming going right now uh but one thing that i will be doing is a new episode of pilot program my uh podcast where my good friend pierce corshane and good friend of the show um are talking about television pilots. We're going to watch the first episode of every TV show ever made. We are two episodes in so far. We watched Seinfeld for our first episode. We watched The Boys for our second episode. And now uh, we decided, Pierce decided, I want to to make that point. Pierce decided that we should watch the January 1993 debut of WWF at the time, Monday Night Raw. Um, so right. we're gonna we're gonna watch we're gonna there watch some go. fucking wrestling, uh, some some nineteen nine early nineties wrestling. That's not, that's not the best times for wrestling. I'm gonna tell you that. Um, and and that'll be a fun episode as we talk about how you put on a, a, a nationally televised wrestling show. Uh, it's gonna be interesting for sure. Uh, but yeah, you can find that on uh, on iTunes, on Overcast, on whatever you do. Um, look for pilot program or just go into the uh, go into my link tree there and then you'll you'll find the links to it there as well awesome Johnny any updates from you and your adventures in life oh just trying to play as much Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as I can how many hours do you think you put in at this point I'm at uh, like 30 to 32 so you're like a quarter in yeah there he's gonna make it Optimistic. game of the year yeah he'll come absolutely. in uh, so that's gonna do it for episode 300 thank you all so much uh, again if you're listening to this show we are live Monday Wednesday Friday at 10.30pm central on twitch.tv slash casual hour we post our quick looks every Tuesday and Thursday at 10am central and uh, if you're watching this and you want to catch up on some of our other stuff you can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts search casual hour we're there uh, thank you both we will be back Friday night with some more Hammer 40k Dark Tide. Take care, everyone.